0: Welcome to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with Rebecca Hall Greider. In our program each week, we provide the tools, ideas, and encouragement to help you move ahead on your journey, becoming a more powerful and impactful woman in your own life. Now here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider.
1: Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day. I'm honored to be connecting in with you. And we always like to take a moment to truly connect. Sometimes we are moving so fast that to-do list is running us. We aren't taking a moment to slow down and catch up with ourselves. And I want to give you a moment to do that, to just take a breath. Beautiful. And as you're breathing, I want to remind you this time is for you. Here's an opportunity for you to be poured into, to be still, to receive. But in order to receive, it's important that we are fully present. Otherwise, we can miss things. They can fly right by us, even though we're partially here. So I want to encourage you to be fully here, fully present. We have an amazing show lined up powerful guest i'm just thrilled and excited to introduce to you and she's going to really empower us around curiosity and why is curiosity important how does that tie into us showing up powerfully does it tie in how can we develop curiosity why is it important we're going to be exploring this so that you can add this to the way that you are showing up in your life we want to encourage you and empower you to live on purpose and with purpose so thank you for being here today thank you for choosing to be fully present to receive to explore curiosity i want to encourage you to to think on questions see what's on your heart what's on your spirit what do you want to learn more about Here's an opportunity to explore that and an opportunity to lean in and learn from an amazing expert. So to do this, let's take a moment as we're breathing, becoming present, slowing down a little bit. I invite you to close your eyes just for a moment and put one hand on your heart, one hand on your head to bring you all in mind body soul and spirit and as you're breathing in through the nose out through the mouth like through a straw it's lowering your cortisol levels your stress levels releasing what no longer serves bringing in beautiful oxygen to support you so that you have clearer thinking you can actually truly hear and receive what is being shared. You can process it. You can start to incorporate it into your mind, body, soul, and spirit. So it becomes part of you. All real time, powerful, slowing down actually can help us speed up, (laughs) become more efficient in what we're receiving and processing. So as we're taking this moment and you're breathing and you're enjoying connecting in, I want you to take a moment and feel into what is it that you need today? What is it that will encourage you, empower you, support you? What do you need real time today to support you on your journey? Just feel into the first thing that pops into your heart or your mind. Sometimes it's an image, a reminder, a word, a feeling. There's all different ways our mind and body and spirit can communicate with us. So take a moment, receive that information. And let's dial it up a little bit. So now that we know what it is that you need, let's add, are you willing to receive it? So some what is it that you need today? And you're open and willing to receive. See if that shifts the information a little bit. Because we have choice. We're not figuring out how. That's a different conversation right now. We're identifying. Getting clarity. And really understanding what it is that we need and are willing to receive. Beautiful. So receive that information. Let's take a breath. Come back into the room. Eyes open, fully present. Beautiful. And take a moment to write it down so you can keep it top of mind. And here's what's really exciting about this. So now that we've identified, we have clarity on what it is that we need and we're willing to receive, it's easier to see the pathway to get there. It's easier to take the steps. We can keep this top of mind and being open to the wonderful and unexpected steps or way that this need is going to be met. So being open to that, being looking forward to being surprised at the wonderful way this need can be met. So keep it top of mind throughout our time together today and really listen for the tips and the insights that are supporting, can support you in bringing that forward because it's not an accident that you are here today. It's on purpose and it's for a purpose. So be willing to receive everything that is here for you because I know there is something here for you by the very nature that you tuned in. So welcome. Really honored to have you spend some of your time today with us taking a breath together as we connect heart mind body soul and spirit and I'm going to ask our amazing guest if she could take a moment and just share when she took a moment to stop pause and listen was there something laid on her heart that she wanted to share with us today and with that Dr. Diane I'd love to have you share
2: well, thank you. um I was thinking about there's still, my mind goes of a hundred miles an hour, so I came up with quite a few things, but uh, a lot of it is just being open to uh the uncertainty of what we're going through right now. I think a lot of people have a lot of questions they have they want answers. We have to be open to those questions and and as you're talking about uh what is it we need a lot of it's about choice, but a lot of it is you know it, we we want to have all the answers. But if you had every single answer right now, life would be kind of boring. It'd be kind of like being dropped on top of the mountain instead of hiking to the top of the mountain. So um, I just think, you know, we, we have to be open to uncertainty. And but part of that is we have to be open to asking questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, because we are in a situation um, locally in our families in our communities and nationally and internationally where there is a lot of uncertainty and how things are looking and how we're evolving and it can change day to day week to week (laughs) so i love being open hour to hour (laughs) yeah hour to hour kind of depending so i love this Mm -hmm. um, reminder to be open to be willing to see where that goes and to be curious as well, and and um, seeking information, seeking answers, but that that openness um, is so so important. I appreciate that share. And listeners, how about you? When you took a moment to stop, pause, and listen, and you're reflecting perhaps on the. Uh, Um, dynamic (laughs) and challenging times that we are in and what that may be opening up or um, being flexible to um, navigate new waters, to explore new things and being willing to go curious, to, to be curious, to ask questions, to explore maybe new ways of doing things and being open to that instead of, um, I know sometimes I can go back to, well, this is how I've always done it. <laughs> but <laughs> I find when we are in these challenging times, it's an opportunity to find new ways to do things, to explore. Um, maybe here's an even better way or here's another way I can do these things or accomplish these things and, and spending energy um, on that <laughs> as we're bringing it forward and discovering. Um, so I think it's wonderful if we can find more ways and we can be open to accomplish more things or be as we're called to be in these dynamic and changing times so as we go to our first commercial break here i want to encourage you to stay present resist that urge to go cross things off the to-do list really take these two minutes just for you and see what your thoughts are catch up with yourself a little bit these are moments just for you and we'll look forward to continuing our conversation in just two minutes
3: Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or a comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at one 472 5795 That's one 472 5795 You may also send an email to Rebecca at YourPurposeDrivenPractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes and that moment to slow down a little bit one of the things I have noticed since the pandemic, it has felt like in these recent times that there's been this acceleration. So we're moving into the fall, there's a shift of schedules, and we are starting to move into these new rhythms, these new patterns, and juggling things. And it feels like at times it's moving faster and faster and we can kind of move, th- uh, miss things or need reminders or those kinds of things. So I want to encourage you to take this time as to breathe and know we've got you. We're here with you, connecting in and supporting you. And I know the conversation we're going to have as we explore curiosity is going to be empowering and supportive of you and have some real powerful nuggets you're going to be able to bring forward. Oh, thrilled to have you joining us. Looking forward to a formal introduction of our amazing guest. You got to hear her on a heart level in the opening segment. But let me introduce you a little bit more formally. So Dr. Diane Hamilton is the founder, CEO of Tonera and co-founder of DIMA Innovations, which are consulting and media businesses. She has a nationally syndicated radio show. She's a keynote speaker, a former MBA program chair at the Forbes School of Business, author of multiple books, and is passionate about curiosity as the key to unlocking human potential. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful and curious Dr. Diane Hamilton to the show. Welcome. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca.
2: I'm so excited to be here. It'll be fun to chat with you, and I really enjoyed having you on my show as uh, the conversation was a little bit different of the things that uh, you're working on, and uh, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
1: Wonderful. I'm excited to have you here, and I'm looking forward to it as well. It was an honor to be on your show, and I'm looking forward to sharing you with our uh, amazing listeners. I know they're going to be so impacted, by uh, what you'll be sharing with us. But to start the conversation, I would love for you to share a little bit about why. Why are you curious and passionate about curiosity? Why is that something that's personally important to you?
2: You know, it's such an interesting question. You know, you, we see kids, the why, why, why kids all the time. I mean, most kids are that way. And uh, a lot of us stay that way and a lot of us don't stay that way. And it was interesting to me to write about curiosity just because I would interview some people that were just amazing in their field. They were super curious people. And then some of the students I taught maybe weren't as curious. They would just kind of want you to give them the fish instead of teach them to fish. And so I thought, well, this is a real difference between the really super successful people and those who weren't. And it was uh, obvious their curiosity, their desire to learn more was a big factor. So Mm -hmm. I started to just research a little bit more. And uh, in that research, I discovered there really wasn't a way to determine the things that kept people from being curious. And that made me even more curious of what Mm -hmm. held people back. So I just kind of went down this rabbit hole of exploration of um, curiosity. And I know a lot of people think of curiosity as just learning new things and and exploration of new ideas. But for me, it's beyond that. It's more about getting out of status quo thinking And getting into doing things that are about questioning, why do we do things this way? Why don't we do things a different way? And how can we do things in a better way? And uh, so curiosity is very near and dear to my heart. And uh, it led to a lot of my research and a lot of my work.
1: Thank you for sharing that. I love um, how you observed that and then went deeper and deeper and deeper and that observing how some people don't want to necessarily discover why and how, they just want the answer. <laughs> just, this is what you do right, versus do. why and how, yeah. how does it work. And that you notice that that correlates to how successful they are in, in the things that they're doing and that they're very different ways and styles of thinking. Anything you'd like to add to that?
2: Well, I think it's really fascinating when you look at curiosity of how it's just, we, we're all born curious. I mean, the mm-hmm. Max Planck Institute coined the term curiosity gene because they identified it, that even, you know, birds, I mean, everything, every being has this level of curiosity of a bird flew around a bush and ran out of berries and didn't get curious to look for more bushes, he's in trouble or she's in trouble, right? So you have this innate uh need for curiosity and kids have such a great level of it and it's just so fascinating to look at the differences that uh I think it's just a hot subject. In fact, I had put a Google alert on my uh set up for, for, to let me know when people would write and talk about curiosity. And when I first started doing this, I'd get maybe one alert once in a while. I I made them take out Mars, you know, and those kinds of things. So I didn't get NASA stuff or whatever from the um, Mars uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) rover and all that. But I tried to to just see how it's changed. And through the uh, time, we found that, I mean, now daily, I get a lot of of, uh, people writing about it and thinking about it. And I hope that my research had something to do with people looking into it more.
1: I, I love that. And so with, uh, and I like that there's this increased um, interest in curiosity. It was beautiful. <laughs> love, love, yeah. love that.
2: I and love how that.
1: Does, yeah. How does this tie into human potential and what you see that people can step into? Is there a connection of some sort? How do they, if they tie together, how do they tie together?
2: Well, there's just, so many things that make people successful in life and at work, and you know, we know a lot of the issues that they have in the workplace are things like uh, emotional intelligence problems, you know, leadership, collaboration problems, uh, engagement issues, and all those things are impacted greatly by our uh, level of curiosity. and And uh, it's it's an interesting thing. If to reach your full potential, the more emotionally intelligent you are, not only you know are you more successful, you're saving the companies billions of dollars. I had Daniel Goldman on the show talking about how, you know, great curiosity is the competency of the future. I mean, he's the main expert behind emotional intelligence, and he's also mm-hmm. into mindfulness, which, you know, you obviously touch on there. But, you know, since this is a show that focuses a lot for women in the leadership and collaboration space, you're you're, you're getting much more uh, collaborative. Uh, Francesca Gino and Amy Edmondson, both Harvard professors, were on my show and they touched on the importance of curiosity. Francesca Gino wrote a great piece in NPR uh, uh, just giving the case for curiosity, and Amy Edmondson has a great TED Talk about how curiosity led to collaboration and released the the miners under that disaster in Chile years ago. So this is all tying into lost communication and conflict in companies and saving companies money. If we could build this curiosity, people are working together, and that's Again, improving engagement, which we're, uh, we're losing five hundred billion a year from that, and we've had I've had mm-hmm. plenty of experts from Doug Conant on out um,
1: showing that it's it's good for that. Beautiful. So, this um, tying curiosity to our human potential and to um, success, so many powerful experts are in in alignment with that, and research has shown that as well. So there's this huge um, growing understanding of an interest in curiosity and an understanding of how important it is, yet we hold back. What holds us back from curiosity?
2: Well, that's such a huge topic. Uh, (laughs) We could spend (laughs) hours on that, but my research uh, really was about that. And I tried Mm -hmm. to discover what it was that held people back. And there are really four factors that I determined uh, that hold people back. And those are fear assumptions, which is that voice in your head, uh, technology over and under utilization of it, and environment. So the acronym is FATE, F-A-T-E. And I spent years uh, researching this uh, through pe- thousands of people to not just get an assessment that tells you if you're curious or not, uh, because if you're low cu- in curiosity, then what do you do? Uh, I, I wanted to know what is it exactly that keeps me from being curious so that I can move forward. And, uh, that's really where I headed with this FATE acronym. And with the FATE acronym with fear, it was a little bit higher in my research for women. Uh, they were fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, fear of loss of control. But for men, it was a little bit higher on that voice in their head telling them, I'm not gonna be interested. This is unnecessary, that type of thing. But they were actually both kind of equal in technology of whether they over and under utilized it. And in environment, was more of an impact for men, Uh, you know, their family, friends, teachers, peers, workers, you know, everybody they've ever interacted with uh, had much more of an impact. Uh, And I I think we all have that. You have teachers that can't answer all the questions. You have family that wants you to go into the family business, you have all these things that kind of some Mm -hmm. of them overlap. You can lead to that voice in your head that can shut you down. And a lot of it leads to fear and a lot of it, uh, of us have that sense that, uh, you know, we don't want to ask the question in class. So we say, hey, Rebecca, why don't you ask it? <laughs> it's better for Rebecca to look bad than for us, right? So we, we don't want to do that. But uh, there's all these things that hold us back
1: so interesting. I love that you didn't want people to just stop at I'm low in curiosity and so they shrink back. I love that you wanted to help them um, be able to use the information, be able to move forward and um, your observations around how men and women have shown up a little bit differently about the same in technology um, in those different spaces that can really affect um, how curious we are. and and particularly those things that are holding us back. So is there a, a step or some way that we can check in, kind of a good starting place, if we're becoming curious about curiosity and we're wondering um, where we are in that, what's a good starting place?
2: Well, there's a lot of ways to determine it. Of course, they could take the Curiosity Code Index if they go to curiositycode.com. They could... Just Mm -hmm. take a look in in the meantime at uh, fear. Why don't you ask questions in meetings, for example? Write down some of the reasons you don't and think about what you could do to make you uh, less apprehensive, maybe some kind of a preface to what you're going to ask. You know, I'm trying to develop my curiosity. Um, I hope you don't mind if I ask a certain question. It can diffuse somebody who might shut you down and make you feel bad about asking your question. Uh, for assumptions, what are you telling yourself that's not going to interest you? What's that voice in your head saying, I took that in the past, I hated it, oh, that was awful, or whatever? It is. You know, we have these things that we we talk about in our in our mind, and next time you think about those things, write them down and think, well, what could I look at that might be different that maybe you'll make me look at that just a little bit differently? And then with technology, have high uh, tech and low tech days, how can you maybe, you know, not just throw a calculator at you and not know the math behind it. Maybe you'd be the greatest mathematician in the world if you knew the foundation behind it. And so spend some days to learn about why the technology works the way it does and spend some other days using the technology to its fullest. And uh, an environment, just think about the kinds of things you were told as a kid. Who told you what you cared about didn't matter? And how has that impacted your choices? Because I mean, we just to tie into the men women thing just a little bit more. Our environment um, influences. I mean, in Cambridge they looked at some uh, the differences between men and women, and it's not that different from what I've seen. Men are two and a half more times likely to ask a question than women, and they don't mind asking a question right away. Where women are avoid asking questions. They don't want to make the, the speaker look bad as if they're challenging them, where men are like, hey, you got a, a problem there on slide two. They have no problem. So there's a difference there. And, and women may wait. Uh, they're much more likely to ask questions when there's 15 questions asked than if there's already only six questions asked already. So we have a difference in our love for this uh, curiosity. Men, more academic, women, more uh, the situation and love of the experience.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. That's really, really great information. And um, a lot of people are in a situation where we're now using technology on a different level than we have used before and getting to stretch in in all of these different ways. So as we get ready to go to our next commercial break, I want to encourage you listeners to take out a piece of paper, really write down some thoughts about Perhaps why you're holding back a little bit. Um, What are some of those fears that you have and what can help you be a little bit more empowered in that? Kind of looking at those things, becoming more aware, and then you can decide to stretch a little bit to um, perhaps shift that voice in how it's talking to you, be a little bit kinder to yourself. We tend to be really graceful and understanding of others and not always always. Allowing ourselves the opportunity to be curious, to grow, to learn, to make mistakes, to find out what doesn't work is valuable, too. So I encourage you to use these two minutes to really reflect on the information that Dr. Diane has shared with you. And when you come back, we're going to continue our conversation in just two minutes.
4: Influencers Channel.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes that you got that paper and pen out when you started to explore these powerful areas and ways to look at how are you being curious or how are you limiting yourself, perhaps, and holding yourself back a little bit. Um, Dr. Diane shared so much, um, powerful information about curiosity, really sharing and expanding our view on it. And you were able to experience it a little bit. And so I've asked her if she would go through that acronym one more time, um, now that you've experienced it a little bit and just share, um, either a success story and an example of each, um, to help you just take that to a whole nother level. So would you walk through the, FATE example, uh, the acronym again, and take us step by step through
2: it. I'd be happy to do that. Um, And F.E.A.R. was the first of the acronym. The F.A.T.E. F-A-T-E, was the acronym. And F.E.A.R. is when we we hesitate to do things. We think that something's going to embarrass us. We're going to lose control. We're going to have something humiliate us and all that type of thing. And we get this from some of our past experiences, I had a uh, leader one time who asked me to do something, and here's an example of, of somebody who might inhibit me with mm-hmm. the F of, of fear. Uh, he asked me to do something I'd never done in the past, and I said, I'd be happy to do that. How do I do that? And he looked at me, and he said, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. And what that does is tell me, uh, first of all, you're either an idiot or your boss was an idiot because he didn't train you to do this, or uh, please don't tell me anything you don't know, I don't want to hear it. Uh, Whatever that is, it's that same thing that we got when we would go to uh, leaders and they'd say, don't come to me with problems unless you have solutions. That sounds great because you think you're going to get rid of whiners, right? Because you don't want people just saying all the problems are not helping. But a lot of people are only able to recognize the problems, and they're not qualified to give the solutions. So Mm. if any of you are leaders out there, these kinds of things sound great in theory, but sometimes they shut people down, and people will not likely come back and uh, give you more feedback. And in in the world, we have to recognize that people don't like that sense that what they said is being shut down, and they're going to come back to work and be less engaged and less motivated. And that's a huge problem for fear.
1: Do you want me to go through the the other acronym? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the rest of the acronym? Okay. Yeah, please. That okay. That's great. And I appreciate your example because that's something that um, we have all either personally faced or have been mm-hmm. afraid of or heard those phrases or even said them, <laughs> but not necessarily right. taking it deeper and um, being okay with people raising concerns because we can have blind spots and teams and different things if we're not open. To hearing about concerns or things that may not go perfectly and recognizing that, um, I love that. Some people may not be the expert in being able to solve that, but they can see it. And what a gift that actually can be for a team or organization to have the flag raised before it becomes a bigger flag down the road. And it's something that can be addressed. So that was really, really powerful. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, So, yes, tell us about A. Or e, I have to spell it right. Fate, no, f a. Next one is a, right? Yes. A.
2: Assumptions, yes. <laughs> and, and assumptions is kind of the voice in your head, but you know, I think a, a worked better than v. So, but assumptions really is what we're doing. We're we're assuming we're not interested. We're assuming that we're it's going to be too hard. We're assuming if we take on that responsibility, they'll just if we even talk about something, they're going to give us more work and not pay us for it, or whatever the assumptions that go in your head. And when I'm on a stage and, you know, thousands of people hold up a glass of water and I'll say, how much does this weigh? And people will yell out six ounces, eight ounces or whatever they yell out. And I'll I'll say, you know, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is how long I hold it. If I hold it for a few moments, no big deal. If I hold it for an hour, my arm starts to get tired. If I hold it all day, my arm feels paralyzed. And that's, kind of what happens with these assumptions in our head you know when something comes in and it's fleeting we're fine you know we, we, it doesn't impede anything but if you hold on to it for a while it starts to bother you it starts to impact what you're thinking what you're doing and if you hold on to it all you know longer than that it'll paralyze you into inaction so what i tell people is mm. it's time to put the water down you have to recognize that these things are holding you back because you're telling that yourself, maybe uh, an experience you had in the past made you not like something, or you found it unnecessary, or your your instructor was not interesting, and and if you recognize that you're telling yourself these negative things, you're more likely to develop uh, behaviors that keep you in do- status quo thinking. And if you stay in status quo thinking, that's the end of uh, success in the workplace. That's what hurt the blockbusters, the Kodaks, the, all the companies. And uh, we're looking for really innovative, engaged employees right now. And to, to be that way, we have to open our mind up and not be limited by our assumptions. Uh,
1: thank you for uh, sharing. And assumptions, what's a way, I'm thinking, because assumptions, we may not even know we have them. What is a way to... right? dig deeper and kind of start to at least become aware so that we can uh, not operate in automatic by them that we're actually making choices around them or holding them up to the light and seeing is this something I truly want to keep operating under? How How do we do that?
2: Well, I think that there's a lot of ways. I mean, first of all, when you read the paper or any new magazine, you automatically jump to the same kinds of things that interest you. And the next time you read something, Think about why are you skipping over that next section? What is it that you're telling yourself? Well, this won't interest me. I don't like that. I've read it in the past. And try to read something that's just a little bit different. Try to go a different direction on your way to work. Try to think in a different way the next time you're doing something the way you've always done it in the status quo way. And And just listen to what your voice is telling you, because I think there's so many times that you might just go to the same old way of doing things because you've got this This voice in your head, just every once in a while, set out a timer for your uh, clock or on your phone or something to just buzz you. And then just write down what you're thinking about at that time, that you're liking something, you're not liking something. Why are you liking something? Why aren't you liking something? And just kind of
1: pay attention to that voice. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I was thinking about, uh, I used to have these conversations years and years ago with my dad, and I would just tell him how I thought the world was. <laughs> and he wouldn't yeah. argue with me. He would just look at me with curiosity and he'd go, really? And then sometimes he would ask me for, well, where, where have you seen that? Where can you show me that? And a lot of times I couldn't actually find the proof. <laughs> and right, it made right. me slow down a little bit and ask some things. And I have a, a family member that after driving home in traffic, which is a little bit different uh, these days, uh, they would come in and say, everyone on the road is out to get me. Like, they're just on a mission to make my life difficult, every stoplight. And I would say, really? I, everyone? And they would go, well, well, yeah. I said, well, I was on the road today. I wasn't out looking for you to get you. <laughs> and they would just look at me, well, you know what I mean. <laughs>
2: That's funny.
1: But I just thought, what are we you know, telling ourselves and sometimes we take it to an extreme and we don't even realize it and we believe what we say. We do. So, uh, yeah, so just as you were sharing, those are a couple of things that prompted in my mind.
2: No, those are very powerful um, factors on how we react. And as we talk about technology, which is the next factor, Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, those voices are are established early on, which also ties into environment, which we'll get into a minute. Uh, But technology can be different for each person based sometimes generationally um, Mm -hmm. of how much we want to embrace it, right? And boomers maybe don't love it as much as Gen Z or whatever. And that's something, I mean, I noticed just having my mom, uh, once you give your uh, adult parent technology, you become tech support. And so you
1: recognize (laughs) (laughs) that
2: not everybody's equally talented in, uh, in this area. And Rather, she'll just say, forget it. I'm not going to do this. It's too hard. It's overwhelming. And she gets very flustered. And um, she, you know, when I gave her a mouse the first time, she put it in the air and, you know, would wave it in the air and couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. Some things are just not intuitive based on our experiences. And I know Simon Sinek and a lot of others I studied for my research have talked about having You know, leaving your cell phones outside of the business meetings here and there, just, you know, everybody's got their phone, even if it's turned off or on mute or whatever next to them, and they may have it buzzed so that at least they know what's going on or what's not going on. If you just take some days where you take the phone, leave it outside the meeting... In other days, where you learn why the phone works, what it's doing, what's behind it, there's just the two sides of that coin that it's really important that we recognize how much we under and over utilize technology.
1: Beautiful, exactly. And I think being kind to ourselves with it. I I, my um, grandmother is 96 years old, and she's on Instagram, (laughs) and she has. Uh, And she texts and part of the motivation was that was to how to connect with her grandchildren. That's what they responded to that kind of thing. And then she loved pictures and encouraging and now she has followers. She feels a responsibility to that. She needs to post things every day to encourage and uplift others. And I was a little bit in awe of her learning this and taking this on, embracing it. And one of the things I noticed about her is whether the picture was perfect or a little bit blurry, she's like, oh, it's good enough. Let's go. Like she just moves <laughs> forward and like keeps her. going. Just do I, it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. So um, I oh. think we come sometimes are overly critical of ourselves. I don't know if you find that like the perfectionist things kicks in.
2: Oh, yeah. A lot of us, you know, and it's, some of it is just our environment. Back to the mm-hmm. last, the yep. E. You know, you've had people tell you this is what's good. This, is, this isn't what you should do, and social media falls into that environment, as you said. You know, you we, if we post something, will people like it or not like it, and then it can influence us. I, if you haven't read the book I Was by Wozniak, who co-founded Apple, he talks about how much his father impacted him and taught him to do things and opened up his desire for curiosity by bringing home wires and. But batteries and different things to connect things, and he didn't just hand them to him. He sat with them and told him, "This brings electricity, and this is why you need this and that." And he explained things. And as parents, for those of you who are parents, you can create this this uh, open uh, growth mindset. And Carol Dweck's book on on mindset is a must read for anybody who's a parent right right now. Of what we say to our kids can really impact, whether they have a fixed or a growth mindset. And we really want them to have that growth mindset to develop their sense of curiosity.
1: I I love it. And that's so um, timely right now with so many families um, juggling and supporting um, the in-home learning environment with schools. And they're all doing that in a slightly different way. So to be able to help them um, as you're navigating those waters, develop curiosity (laughs) and being able to um, have a, um, a way of exploring the environment that is supportive And helpful to them, I think, is really, really powerful. And as uh, we're getting ready to go to our next commercial break, and before we do that, is there something you want to encourage our listeners to reflect on um, based on what you shared? Just a a step or a tip or something that um, they can reflect on during this next commercial break. I, I think it's
2: important to look at curiosity as the spark to everything that you're trying to do. Think of it as baking a cake. If cake is your end product, if you mix ingredients of flour and eggs and water and you put it in the oven, but you don't turn on the oven, you don't get cake. And Mm -hmm. the same thing in the workplace, we need to turn on the oven, which is the spark to get the motivation, the drive, the engagement, the innovation, everything we're trying to achieve, which is our cake, our, our productivity, our happiness, we turn on the oven by sparking curiosity.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And listeners, as we get ready to go to our next commercial break, think about what can you do to turn on the oven, create that spark so that you can make your beautiful cake. What are some of those things you can be thinking about either personally, professionally, in your company, organization, in your family? What are some of those things you can do to turn up curiosity? And we'll look forward to talking to you in just two minutes.
2: Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific
3: on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women,
1: Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes and you came up with a couple of ideas to spark curiosity to go a little bit deeper in that professionally, personally, uh, with your family, it's always good to look at these things and see how can you start to turn that up a little bit and look at some of the things that could be holding you back. It's wonderful to see those, discover them, so then you can decide and choose to move through them to move around them, to um, have that assumption that you hold up and you're like, like, wow, I didn't know I was telling myself that I actually don't believe that. Let me set that to the side and and be able to move forward more powerfully. So uh, Dr. Diane, I have so appreciated you sharing with us going deeper. So we're able to walk through each of the steps, each of the pieces of that powerful acronym. I really appreciate it. And I know that you do a lot of work with companies and organizations. And so I wanted to give you a moment just to share about that um, so that people know how you can help uh, different organizations.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's great to look at the companies that have... Uh succeeded in terms of uh, developing curiosity. And I actually have a slide I give to women groups about all the women CEOs of companies like Lockheed Martin or Walmart or Land Lakes, Hershey, you name it, even Oprah's and uh, Mae Jemsen, who's the first African-American woman asked, astronaut, when they asked them what they embraced for success, without hesitation, uh, the word curiosity or questioning or challenging status quo came up. But, you know, as we look mm-hmm. at some of the companies that I work with, such as you know, Novartis and Verizon, and you, you name all the companies I work with. They're they're all developing curiosity in their culture, and it comes down from the top. In in Novartis, actually last two weeks I spoke as part of their Curiosity Month. They do every September. They bring in 180 experts to talk about different things as part of what they reward their employees for, uh, in terms of curiosity. Every year they have uh, a reward of 100 hours that they'll sponsor of them learning different things and th- ways of getting out of status quo thinking. And uh, so Navars is one of the top companies I've seen. They've actually created little mini TED Talks for their employees to work as speakers to deliver content. So there's all kinds of ways that they work to um, have book clubs and, uh, you know, so like my books on their book club and every month they have different clubs of, uh, to just generate different ideas. Uh, And Verizon as well does very similar things. Um, Before this whole COVID thing, I was in New York filming some some mini videos that they created of just me explaining certain things with curiosity and then taking employees from the company. I remember one of the women uh, employees sharing right after I talked about curiosity, she shared how she used curiosity to improve her life and how it led her up the ladder at, at Verizon. And they played these. Uh, videos in their stores and in their uh, onboarding videos. And a lot of these things are great because we know companies like SurveyMonkey uh, and others are embracing curiosity so much. SurveyMonkey changed their street uh, address to one curiosity way. But we've had companies create Velcro out of curiosity. Monopoly created a cheater's edition out of learning about curiosity because they knew their 50% of their people cheated playing Monopoly. And it was like their second best <laughs> launch ever. Uh, you know, there's all these ideas that from Disney to Van Moof bikes and, that I've um I share mm-hmm. with uh, people when I talk because Van Moof just looked at how other people were shipping their containers and used simple little techniques by looking at uh Flat screen televisions were shipping in the same type of containers as their bikes, but they weren't breaking. And they're thinking, why? And they questioned why. And they found out it's because there's a picture of a flat screen on the front of the box. So they used their <laughs> curiosity. And they thought, oh, what if we print a flat, flat screen on the front of our boxes? And a lot of their bikes didn't break after that. So it's oh, that questioning. It. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, products and ideas. And that's really what I do. I help them develop that ability to think in that way.
1: Thank you for sharing. And and what was neat to me is you were you were listening and sharing some of the things you do. It sounded fun. It sounded engaging. It raised my curiosity. Like, oh, maybe we could approach it that way. I love the change of address, a month dedicated <laughs> to curiosity and bringing experts in. I mean, really powerful, powerful things. And those of you listening, I can imagine saying, wow, I would love that in our organization or our company or what an amazing way to um, be in the world and be in the company and to be able to grow and learn. So thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Would love for you to share. Absolutely. If people want to connect with you, go deeper, if you could share the best ways to do that.
2: Well, the best way, thank you, is my mm-hmm. site, drdianhamilton.com. And you can actually go right to the Curiosity Code index and in the book and everything by curiositycode.com. But you can also get there through drdiane.com. And you can follow me on social media at drdianehamilton. And uh, I, I do a lot on LinkedIn, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. I'm on all the sites and I'm happy to connect.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for making yourself available today, sharing so openly, um, empowering us. I really appreciate it. And listeners, oh, I me. absolutely, absolutely. It was an honor to have you today. And listeners, I want to thank you for connecting in, for taking this time to be present, to receive, to explore curiosity and expand how you're looking at it and how you can increase that spark in your life and I hope that some of these tips that have been shared with you perhaps a opening of how you're looking at some of this has been impactful has supported you on your journey and what I'd love for you to do is when we bring the show to a close take a couple minutes resist that urge to rush off to the next thing take one minute two minutes and really Take a couple notes, one step, two steps that you're going to take based on the information that you heard today. Maybe it is contact Dr. Diane, whatever it is, put that one step, those two steps, know that you've paused, you've integrated what has been shared today and that you're bringing forward all of that which serves. As you go back out into the world, I want you to remember you're beautifully, wonderfully and powerfully made on purpose. (laughs) for such a time as this know that trust it and the biggest gift you can give the world is being willing to share a little bit more of who you are and being curious is a great way to bring your gifts and your talents to the world so wherever you go whatever you do may you choose to bloom where you're planted and shine i look forward to talking to you next time